Hi, Stan. You're looking relaxed. So, you ready to talk about me? Yeah, let's talk about you. You're looking <laughs> like you're in a confident and relaxed mood. Yeah. Let's focus on your life and business today, shall we? It's my favorite subject. Okay. <laughs> you're really going all in on this bit. <laughs> yeah, all in. Well, we are here today at the Proco Studios, and I guess I'm sort of taking charge of this. Yeah. Because I have some questions for you. Yeah, this was not my idea. No. For the people listening. It was my idea. Marshall's Actually, idea. It wasn't just my idea. Whose idea was it? People asked about the workings of Proco. One of them said, I want to know some stories about how the anatomy course happened. Uh, okay. And so here is the justification for all of this, that everybody already knows that you started this company in, your, in a bedroom in your parents' house. Yes. And then it turned into working, moving it into your house and then turned it into this studio. And there's quite a bit of the history you've already mentioned. But what I'm interested in is how you make it work. The scheduling, who does what jobs, that scrum thing that you explained so. Well, maybe you should talk to Sean then. <laughs> <laughs> Sean sort of runs the studio. No, I just like to make him think he does. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, well. <laughs> it's okay. all a ruse. We're starting to see leadership strategy. Make him think he runs the yes. studio. Okay. Make him think it was his idea. Very strategic. <laughs> well, no, that is the exact opposite of what I do. I just make mean? fun of people all day. I've got some more specific questions, but if yeah. uh, if just what I've thrown out to you, yeah. what do you what do you want to talk about about how what? workings of Proco? I, I don't know, Marshall. You, you, I told you that I'll be glad to talk about it if you lead the way and ask me questions that you think other people would be interested in. So I'm doing my job poorly right now. You're trying to make me ask I'm myself questions. put it on you, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's keep this short, and then if people actually care and want to know about more, they can ask in the comments, and we'll do another episode. Okay. I, I'll talk about whatever. All right. What do you Let's, let's start know? with quantifiable questions. Okay. How Should many, I continue like this? You're, oh, you're fine. This is actually very comfortable. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm glad to see you in a comfortable mode like this. I'm lying it's, down right It's now, making but. me feel more comfortable. Okay. Uh, question one. About how many projects are you working on right now? Oh, oh Jesus Christ. I knew that was too hard a question for you. It oh, takes some my counting. God. I don't know. It, right, so too, we got an, uh, too, way too many. It's you stupid. want to try and list them? We can start with the big ones, right? Like, let's start with the courses. Okay. So anatomy. we got anatomy that we're currently working on, perspective, mm -hmm. um, the basics course. Mm -hmm. There's sculpture basics with Andrew Keith. There's a drapery course, which is kind of early stages uh, with another instructor. I don't think we've announced it yet, so I don't want to say anything. <laughs> There's this podcast. Dynamic Anatomy. Dynamic Anatomy. I'm kind of like a third of the teacher of that one. Mm -hmm. I'm not the main teacher. Mm -hmm. The demo series, we're, we filmed a bunch and we're still, we're going to be releasing a few, few more. And then I'm not sure how many more we'll do after that. Mm -hmm. Probably one on light and shade. And we're very early stages on that. Lighting and shading. That's with Dorian, actually. Oh, we're, I'm not sure if it's going to go all the way to a full course. It might just be like a series of oh, well, videos. But I'm we'll pleased. see. I hope it becomes a course. I do too. Okay, so that 
That's all the courses, huh? Currently in the works. Is Loganov, is that a demo or is it's that a demo? A, we, is yeah, Westerberg we have, a demo or is that a mini course? Oh, that's a mini course as well. So Aaron Westerberg's doing a thing on color. Ivan Loganov, we're flying him out in a few months to come and, and teach here for three, for like three weeks, record stuff for three weeks uh -huh. to do a thing on portrait and shading and stuff. Is we, the AI stuff you're doing a, uh, a studio-wide thing or is it just something you're doing personally? I'm, we have people. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's people right. have you're you're going to have on. You're going to have a way that you, there's a, a way that people will upload their box drawings and get feedback. Yeah. yeah, and that's actually very close. So yeah, like you said, the podcast, the AI stuff, skulls, uh, book of my art, getting ready for Black Friday, uh, making a whole bunch of videos for the Twelve Days of Proco. There's the new website that we're building, uh -huh. Proco 2.0. Proco 2.0 with the social stuff and yeah. critiques. Um, and that's just a giant thing that has many projects in itself within uh, itself. Um, nothing to do yet though with like governments, world takeover, banking systems. We're getting into retail or into uh, real estate soon. No, we're not. <laughs> that's joking. this room. Oh, well, I mean, building the studio was a huge project. Yeah. yeah. It's still huge ongoing. Project. Yeah, it's still ongoing. There's so much involved. Like we just put a sink in. And just by, no, I don't want to even. Uh, it, but I understand it's a com it's complex. Yeah. There's a lot of things you're doing. Yeah. One wonders when they're on the outside of it, how do you and your team manage all this? Well, we have the scrum system. Okay, I'm done. I, down. Let me sit. I'm going to sit back. I up. am sure interested in this scrum system thing. I already talked about it. And I to failed miserably last time I brought it up. I agree. It's it's a way of teams to collaborate uh, and prioritize tasks on a regular basis, mm -hmm. so that you're not just working on things just because there's something on your mind. You don't just switch because you're you're excited about it. You prioritize every week. You decide what you're going to do, and you do it. We have a backlog of tasks that we know have to get done at some point. Mm -hmm. And they're rated by priority. And every two weeks, we go to the backlog. We move things into the sprint mm -hmm. based on what we think is the most important mm -hmm. or the most time sensitive. Yeah, sometimes, mm -hmm. that's sometimes, the problem. Yeah, that's a, that's a balance that kind of sucks is that when you have too many projects, a lot of them become time sensitive. And the important ones have to not get done because other ones are time sensitive. Every task has a certain amount of points that we give it based on how complex it is. Okay. And we know that we we can each get about seven points done per day per person, mm -hmm. like based on our history. We, we've, we're on our 128th sprint now. Wow. So we know about how many points we can get done as a team per sprint. And so if we put in all our tasks for the sprint and it's way more than what we think we can do we know that we need to prioritize a little more because we're not going to be able to do all these so which ones are more important so we scale it down here just a, an initial response to this it was in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s that almost all my clients were advertising agencies and they were teams and some of them were big teams and their jobs were so complex i never wanted that job and I noticed that there were two different worlds that were happening. The creatives tended to do whiteboard sessions that were chaotic and brainstorming and getting everything up there and find connections. And that was exciting. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of emotion involved with it as I observed it the few times I did. But then there was a whole other side to it that was the, the kind that most people don't take to, which is that we have to have horizontal and vertical columns and that one represents time and one represents whatever else that it represents and that these things were much less chaotic, much more methodical, uh, much more left-brained, I guess you'd say. I never did learn anything about it, but I always felt like it would have done me better to have had some attention to that. Yeah. It could be applied to a personal thing. I mean, the scrum thing is for teams, Mm -hmm. but it can be applied to a a team of one as well. Mm -hmm. Just for yourself, um, you wouldn't have the meetings, Mm -hmm. but you would just do it yourself. You'd still, every week, you would maybe think about what could be improved. Mm -hmm. You still have, you you still plan out your next two weeks with prioritizing, um, and it helps to have a backlog of stuff that needs to be done. All that stuff, I think, can still be extremely helpful for a person, so. Now, that's one of many systems, because I know there's all sorts right. of other things that people say, we use this, we use this. Uh, was the Scrum method the first and the one that you, you found and then ran with it? Or was there another? What were we, doing we started before? with the waterfall method. The waterfall method. failed horribly. What does that mean? It means you you put your tasks in a calendar. But like one begets the next, begets the next, begets the next. So it, it it's like a bouncing little thing where it's like if one thing gets delayed, everything gets delayed. And it yeah. there's a, a big weakness to that and that. Everything constantly has to be moved forward because you're you, yeah, right. you're all, always optimistic. <laughs> yeah, right. It's always it takes longer, it's harder than you expected it would yeah. be. So. And new things come in that have to move other things. You know, looking at how animation studios do it, where the the wall will be covered with a chart that's got color bars and it's definitely time oriented because it has to be done by a deadline. And so you see we've got the writers and we've got the storyboard artists and we've got the animators and you see all these color bars that are, are interweaving. And it's so thought through and so down to a science as well as an art. And it has occurred to me more than once that most art training does not include schedule management and project management, which is why I thought it might be interesting to talk about. I'm not the person to talk about it. You've done it and you're rolling with it. That's why I was interested. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Oh, here's something. You mentioned Walt Disney as an influence on you and an inspiration to you early when I met you because he he started this empire and as he went on he had many other people doing the work including even the most creative work and uh, that okay. seemed to be a kind of touchstone for you okay. as to what you're you're doing you talking about delegation and how to delegation was it. a big part of it yes I'm in favor of delegation. I think it's a huge part of growing a business, um, even if it's a really small business. Mm-hmm. Um, I was delegating tasks before I had any employees um, working in my house or in my, you know, yeah. In my By budget. hiring out? Hiring, like freelancing on Odesk. Do you remember that? I do. Now, what is it called now? Upwork. Upwork. Yeah. Um, yeah, like the animation in the figure drawing course mm-hmm. was done by 
freelancers mm-hmm. um, because that was what I could afford at the time. I was like, okay, I want to make these these lessons fun by including some 3D animation in it. I don't have time to do that because if I want to keep up the, on the schedule, I have to. Only, I only have time to focus on like the script, the drawings, um, and the editing. And so I I hired out the animation. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, as as revenue went up, I would I hired out editing, mm-hmm. and then the marketing and publishing on social media and on YouTube. How how many but, people do you have working for you as employees and as contractors? Not including me and Melissa, we have six full time employees. Mm-hmm. And then as far as freelancers, we have actually well like into like fifteen, sixteen now. Okay. Because if you count the AI teams and the people working on the website, mm-hmm. so that's like 10 full-time freelancers. Wow. Um, yeah. And this came from you doing it all by yourself. The portrait course was 100% me. And then the figure drawing course is when I started delegating animation. Now, for some people, delegation is difficult. Yeah. Control. Was it you? <laughs> kind of yeah yeah Can it was you... it, it is difficult to give up control because you think like oh I, I i want it done such in a, such a specific way yeah how else is someone gonna do it the way i have it in my mind yeah um you you have to start small you, you delegate something you're comfortable delegating mm-hmm. and eventually you'll be comfortable with with other things mm-hmm. at first i was i thought like there's no way i'm gonna delegate script writing because it was research. your voice. It was like, it yeah, was it was like thing, my voice, yeah. which I still don't delegate 100% of it, mm-hmm. uh, but I delegate the beginning part of it. The research, getting all the information, organizing it in a way that is easy to understand, mm-hmm. and and then putting a few jokes in there even, and then passing it on to me, and then I read it, and I will make it into my own voice, but I don't have to do it from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I've delegated as much as I am comfortable with as far as that task goes. So the script writing was something at first you're not going to delegate. I, I wasn't and, comfortable with that. And I didn't think it was even possible. Yeah. But I grew towards that. Yeah. And then at one point I was like, screw it. I'm going to try it. Yeah. See what happens. And then I was like, oh, this actually kind of works. Yeah. It didn't. I, I, I wanted it to work where I was like, they write the whole thing and then I just read the script. But it I realized like, way. no, I actually can't do the whole thing, but I can still keep, you know. Yeah. I can keep part of it dele- delegated. So you cut down the amount of time that you spend I'll on the lot. script by a lot. Yes. Yeah. And do you miss it? No. Really? I don't miss it. Okay. I didn't I don't necessarily enjoy writing. I, I, that's not my thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I don't miss it. It's like, do you really want to read through Grey's Anatomy no. <laughs> and like do all the research? Like it's No. It's interesting, but it's also like kind of boring i mean i kind of do like i still do that like when i get the script back i still do some of my own research and i go through the my my common references and i want to make sure i understand everything mm-hmm. but i don't go through every resource and read all of gray's anatomy on that topic i'll try i'll read her notes mm-hmm. and i'll trust that she got it correctly you know mm-hmm. got it correct so yeah no i don't miss it i don't miss it yeah because well, it's it, interesting. It, yeah. it gives me more time to do other things that I enjoy more than writing scripts. Right. Well, and there's going to be some people who just love to write. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to delegate that. 
right first yeah, or ever you you could keep doing that if that's the thing you really want to do on your own and all the other things you don't then delegate those things yeah you get to choose what you delegate you just don't think that you are the only one that can do that thing people are competent mm-hmm. if you hire the right people there's some people that are not and they'll actually make the job hard if you hire the wrong person it'll actually make it worse so make sure that your hiring process is good i you know i've made some stumbles <laughs> over and over you hear from filmmakers, though, that if you've got a good script and you cast it well, yeah. and the casting includes your your director of photography, your lighting people, your costume designer, all of the other people involved in it. If you've got those two things, the film almost makes itself. It doesn't, but it almost does. You, it works in those, uh, Don Richardson used to say, you hire the right people and you let them do their job. Mm-hmm. So that is the way in which directing he did better part of a thousand television shows. And that's what he learned is you just get the right people on your team. Now back to Disney. Uh, Disney came to the point where he never animated. Yeah. He didn't write the scripts or storyboard. Yeah. He was sort of the head of the company and had all of these other people doing that kind of thing. Yeah. And your goal with this, as far as your activity, is to steer kind of uh i guess my equivalent would be to never necessarily not teach another course right it would be where i have other instructors teaching on the platform that i'm building and i don't teach a course Mm -hmm. you would like that eventually Mm -hmm. i still have a lot of courses i want to teach but eventually yeah wow okay (laughs) eventually i would like to just make art I I mean, I think that there's a lot of artists and teachers out there that could do a better job than me if they're given the right tools. Yes. And so why not? That's part of what you're doing is you're going to enable other people to do their best teaching. You built a forum, the Disney of online education, not just art education, (laughs) right? Thank you, Marshall. Not just (laughs) art education, right? You'll move into other things too? Maybe. You don't don't know? know? I'm not sure. Okay, well. But yeah, like that'd be cool. If it's just, if we just focus on education of anything. Mm -hmm. Hey, have I got an idea for a course that you ought to do? Oh, right. I'm excited to hear your idea. business management for (laughs) artists. That's what they need. I'm so excited to do that course. You should start on that this week. Oh, okay. We'll put it in a scrum. (laughs) That'll be our 16th task. Yeah, level one priority. (laughs) Urgent and important. Cancel the event. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you. That's, uh, I'm happy with this. All right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I got an idea. Yeah. Voicemail. Yeah, that's a good idea. Wow. I was kind of <laughs> hoping for weird. a more enthusiastic <laughs> was, response. I was trying to. Uh, I heard a, squeaking somewhere, like his chair squeak yeah. afterwards. Can you say that again? Hey, I got an idea. Voicemails. <laughs> ask me 
<laughs> Ask me what the most important element of comedy is. What's the important element? Timing. Of <laughs> <laughs> How was my timing in the last one? Uh, we'll talk about it afterwards. <laughs> hey, Stan and Marshall. This is Luca from Georgia. I was wondering if you had any advice for improving line quality. Um, I just still kind of struggle with making my drawings look interesting um, with my lines. And I was just wondering if there's anything you'd recommend for trying to improve line quality, whether that's like exercises or artists to look at. Uh, thanks. Have a good one. Several things. Practice their lines. <laughs> No, I mean, yes, actually, but, you know, different exercises, like, it depends on what you're trying to improve. Are your straight lines not straight? Are they wobbly? Well, put two dots on a page and try to connect them and do that a thousand times. Mm -hmm. Practice getting the, the feathering, right? So, just do that over and over again, thin to thick, or filling in a large box with an even tone mm -hmm. is also just being able to handle the pencil. Yeah. If, but there are some people have the issue where they put too many lines down. They're like, they're ghosting or they're, ser they're searching, right? Is that the term? Searching a lot. Searching. Yeah. Um, if that's your issue, then maybe, I don't know, use pen. You mean a, a classic steel pen or you mean uh, just a pen that makes a permanent mark? Well, a permanent mark. Yeah. I think pencil sometimes gives people the impression that they could put something down and erase it later. Mm -hmm. But a pen is, seems more permanent and you have to be a little more deliberate with it. You got to slow down, I think. Mm-hmm. Peter Hahn's book, he says, yeah. only use pen. Only use pen. Through the duration of his book. Because it's a okay. commitment. Your line is committed. Yeah. 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 Um, circles. <laughs> um, make sure you're practicing with your shoulder and your elbow. Mm. Get the dynamic lines going. Don't, don't use your fingers and your wrist unless you're getting those fine details. Um, well, you've done a video on this, haven't you? Yeah. How to control and hold and control your pencil. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I don't think it covers everything, but it, it talks about holding and controlling your pencil. Yeah, if you link to it, maybe that might be the best thing for him to go to. Yeah, I don't talk about pens in that one. It's just pencil. <laughs> I'm doing yeah, an do evening think? in pen and ink, uh, introduction to pen and ink materials and techniques. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for me to give advice on line quality. It's like going to me for fashion advice. It's not anything that I, I'm, I've showcased uh, positively, but there is a book by Arthur Guptill called Rendering in Pen and Ink that was the staple of the second half of the 20th century for the technical stuff that you would need to do for pla uh, classic pen and ink, uh, steel pen materials and, and techniques. It's a good book and Susan Meyer uh, updated it, edited it in the 1990s or so, and that is the best book that is a collection of the wisdom that you need. She took out the stuff like that you can buy this for 29 cents through this <laughs> yeah. mail order thing, and it gives you a series of exercises that may seem very boring, but those pages of exercise that you go from a thin to a thick to a thin line, and he has you do these many, many times, horizontal, vertical, and then you do them where it's a consistent thing, then you curve them, and you curve them the opposite way. Uh, they may look very rote, yeah. but they are also meant to give you such ease with your instrument that when you are then working on the other things like draftsmanship and cross contours and 
and expressive technique, you are familiar enough with your instrument not to be hampered by the lack of familiarity. So it really just comes down to practice. Yeah. I just never practice line quality and I so regret it. These exercises that we, we mentioned just now, they're all kind of boring though, right? Draw lines, draw circles, <laughs> draw squiggles. It, it's, who wants to do that? One thing that I remember I was doing a lot of um, that is a lot more fun than that and seems more useful is I would take Jeff Watts's drawings who has, he's one of the best draftsmen who's ever lived, I think. Like his line quality is amazing. And I, I would take one of his drawings, usually a quick sketch because that's where there's no like rendering or anything. It's just a bunch of lines, real quick lines. And I would try to copy his line quality. I would look at the way he drew like a, like a, a deltoid where and, and it was like thin to thick and then a quick little swipe into the arm, into the bicep or something. And I'm like, man, that's awesome how right at that corner, it's real dark and thick and then it tapers away. And, and I would try to get that exact line and to represent a deltoid to a bicep. Mm -hmm. And that seemed much more real, like something tangible. It's like, I, there's a purpose to me yes. getting that specific line rather than just circles and squiggles. Yeah. And I would do an entire quick sketch, try to match it. and it. It helped a lot. That makes sense. It's like a, a musician who has to practice scales. They aren't that excited about scales, mm -hmm. though practicing scales, I'm told, is an important part of mastery. But then there are musicians that simply choose the guitarist that they want to be like yeah. and listen to the records and even slow the records down. Stevie Ray Vaughan and his brother, uh, so in love with those old blues players. And aping their style and aping it enough to where it becomes your own, choosing great line masters. You do not want to miss out on uh, DeGuyne. You don't want to miss out on Guercino. You don't want to miss out on, oh, there's a whole bunch of them, but Albert Durer's stuff is a, is a heavy woodblock line for the most part. There's so many of those great old pin masters. Yeah. Pick the, your art parent yeah. for line quality. and Just imitate a bunch of their lines until you feel like you own it then move on to the next one and move on to the next one. Eventually, you have, by imitating the grown-ups, become your own grown-up and assimilated yeah. each one of them. And it doesn't have to be like the thing that you're working on now is your line quality. You can just inject it into your everyday stuff. Like spend 15 minutes before you, your drawing session just doing that uh, for the next few months. And it's just 15 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. And you will improve. It's not like you have to spend all day working on your line quality. That's, no. That would, no. That's boring. It could be counterproductive too. Yeah. It could wear you out with it until where you don't enjoy it anymore. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. What time is it? Um. I mean, <laughs> in the in the episode. Tool what, time. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, uh, what's your thing? Yeah. <laughs> Can I go first? Wow. Can you believe it? What? But it occurred to me while we were talking, let me tell you what I've been into for since you since you released them. The Tim Gula demos. Ooh. One of them is like three quarters of a million views. And I never figure out what that number means. Seven hundred and fifty thousand. Seven hundred and some thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it now. I, I figured yeah. it out. The automatic drawing videos. The, yeah, the, yeah, the meditative uh, drawing yeah, one. Yeah. But also the other ones since then, 
I never learned the Riley method. I was kind of put off by the formulaic quality of it, but there were all these people doing it. And then to watch him demo and see how much is underneath his knowledge and his memorized yeah. rhythms, it was so exciting to see that it got me excited. I've, I've watched those things over and over and with full concentration, turn all the lights out, focus on this guy and just watch the hand move. And it's a bit like a construction worker who is used to working one way, watching a ballet dancer and finding what a beautiful rhythm this is. Wouldn't it be nice to dance that way? And when you did these where the camera's right on there to show his lines, I, I think that could be a really good influence on students. Yeah, he has great line work. Great line work. And also, it's also n nice to see an old guy. <laughs> who's so cool. I mean, it makes me feel good <laughs> yeah. to, be, to be an old guy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really like the cool Tim Dula videos. Oh. That's my thing. Nice. What's yours? My thing is Durak. I have <laughs> no <laughs> idea what that means. Nice. It's like scrum. Sean likes it. What, no, it, Durak means idiot in Russian. Oh. Um, it's, a, it's a card game. Oh. I'm only bringing this up because you're talking about my, my team today, right? Okay. Um, we play it every day at lunch. It's a mm -hmm. card game. Uh-huh. And yeah, we've been playing it for like four years, <laughs> three or four years now, every lunch. It's really for three addicting. or four years you've been playing every day. It's idiot always in Russian yeah. every idiot, yeah. day. And There's no winners. There's, There's no only winners. a loser. <laughs> There's, say that again. There's only a loser. Who lost no today? Who lost today? The last game was a tie. Yeah. The first game. Yeah, we had Charlie lost. Charlie lost. Oh, that's a shame. Oh. Charlie's a good guy, too. What? <laughs> Everyone loses. Yeah. But he's an idiot today. Oh. I do rock it. Yeah. Moment of silence for Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is part of the workings of Proco. Is you got all this smart <laughs> educational stuff. Yeah. You're really organized about it, but yeah. then you have your 45 minute break of uh, idiocy. One hour. One hour break of idiocy. Where we, we play where Durant. nobody well, wins. 15 minutes of it is we go out, we get our food, we bring it back, we talk, yeah. and yeah. And, then and somebody will end up humiliated. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's oh, usually the, more than one person in one day. Usually oh, it's good. like three games. Yeah, usually three games. Yeah. The, the ultimate best, humiliation. The best is three in a row. Has anybody been an idiot three times in a row? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Triple Durak. Triple Durak is a thing. I've yeah. lost eight times. Eight? Wait, you were you the eight in a row? Yeah, Brandon oh, was. Brandon. Yeah. I, I never lost. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. He he had the longest streak of never losing three then, in a row. Never losing three in a row, because we've all lost three in a row. Sean at that point had lost like three in a row like four times already, <laughs> and then and Brandon has never done three in a row. And then it was eight in a row all of a sudden, <laughs> and we're like, what the? It's like, Isn't you, that ironic? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I tell you, life. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that should happen. Brent's a smart guy. Now, this idiot... <laughs> well, the, who, this, who in our group would you say, like, oh, yeah, okay, I get it. Three in a row. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Come on, give me a name. You? You jerk. Oh, <laughs> I, no, I was just trying. I, let, let's go back to this. Let's, is this a game of chance or a game of skill? You're still musing over the fact that I just... Uh, no. I'm plotting my next... <laughs> next assassination. <laughs> yeah, what's up? What, is it a game of chance or does it really take brains? There's a little bit of chance. It's like half and half. But it, 
if someone is worse at it, they will lose much more often. So a little like poker? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> there there is definitely strategy involved. Okay. If you can think ahead, if you can remember what happened, you have a much higher chance of winning. Okay. Well, this is a new insight and a bit of a counterpoint to the workings of Proko. Yeah. Yeah. We have fun here. Work hard. I can tell hard. you do. Yeah. There's a lot of laughter, a, a lot of swearing, a lot of eating, a lot of throwing food. <laughs> yeah. We're, we have this super strict organized scrum system. Everyone's like, oh my God, that place must suck. But no, I think it's fun. Do you guys like this? This is the shadow Don't side the fuck, of it. John. It's pretty chill. <laughs> it's I. <laughs> what a jerk. He's fired. Yeah. Do I fire Dude, I live with Sean every time? <laughs> you pretty much fire him. Not every time, but it happens yeah, because I he's not in here every time. See, I fire back with confetti. That's true. That's right. He got you. I find more confetti in here every single time I come in. Yeah. There's confetti right there. Hey, look at that. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> I did pretty well, didn't I? You did. Yeah. Almost too well. Yeah. <laughs> no. We were concerned for you for a little bit. Uh, you had no reaction. It's like if somebody no. shoots... Shoots a gun right right at you. I will you casually like, turn toward it. What just yeah. happened? It's a learned <laughs> response. So, what should people put in the comments today? How do you stay organized? <laughs> Sound lame. Way to kill the we, comments. What's section. your favorite card game? <laughs> yeah. What That's should we play? Side. What's our next game we should play in the office? And for those of us who have not yet committed to Scrum. Is there an alternative method that you say before you do scrum, do this? Yeah. Methods of staying organized. Yeah. A lot of people just do lists and post-it notes. Yeah. And that works for a lot of people. Yeah. Cool, Marshall. Thank you for interviewing me. You're welcome. Thank you for being interviewed. <laughs> thank you for being here with us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, and five stars. Oh gosh, I'm, I that was not an improvement. No, that was not an improvement. <laughs> that was worse. You know, that was worse than last slipping time. back and then watch me yeah. next time. You'll One be step amazed. back, two steps forward next you time. You wait and see what I do next time. You'll be <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> He's back. Hold on to your butts. <laughs>